I would like to start off by saying I'm sorry for the lack of consistency coming from me because when everyone was asking me to start a podcast, I really wasn't sure what I would even talk about or if I even really wanted to do it because initially like this podcast was going to be a way for me to talk about the real housewives because i was getting into that world and that franchise and i was really enjoying it i was really watching it a lot but then i just found myself consuming way too much reality tv almost every single day in order to record an episode and then to have to like go back and edit like these hour-long episodes and try and figure out like what should i keep in what should i take out what is it important like how is this applicable to what i want to talk about like there was so much that went into it that it didn't it it lost all of its purpose for me and i just felt like i was kind of going through the motions kind of just i don't know i just it just didn't feel like something that i wanted to do anymore and so i took a fat break right because i was just like i don't want to do this i and i and i'm the type of person right where if i don't want to do something if i don't like it if it's not working for me i'm not going to keep beating a dead horse into the ground like i'm not going to just keep trying to push to do something i'm just going to take a break and recalibrate and refit like just come up with a new plan come up with a new dream also girl if you can hear honking i don't know what to tell you you know i live in gotham like these people are just blowing my mind right now these people will lay on their horn that's the problem with new yorkers is y'all just don't know when to get up off that horn anyway but like i was saying i just did not know what i wanted to do with this podcast and me being the type of person that i am if i don't want to do something anymore i'm going to say no and you cannot change my mind like i don't care how many times you beg me to do it i don't care how many times you try and get like the answer will always be no and so i was trying to come back to it though because it was like i really do have something that i would like to say like there is something that i can give because a lot of the videos that i have been recently making on tiktok like it has been resonating with people in a way that i just i never thought would resonate with people like i just never thought that i could resonate with people like that and I feel like to a certain degree, some people think that like I'm just some gossip blogger, just some gossip columnist. Baby, I am a journalist through and through. I am a not let me not say that because like I'm not even trying to be funny right now. But like I'm I'm a writer, like I'm a literal writer. So like I I have a gift and I'm more than just whatever I think people want. Like I'm not I'm not your shade room. Like when you come to me, that's not really what you're going to get. And I think that's what people expect and so that was the other part of it too was that i'm not for lack of better word i say shallow but i'm not a shallow person in the sense that all i want to talk about all day every day is celebrity drama or celebrity gossip like that's just not me i'm not that i'm not that real person in real life and i can only be me the problem with being me is that it doesn't click with some people because on certain things or on certain videos people will ask me to talk about something or just say something on speak of something i'm just like why do you care like why and and it's never to be rude it's always to just kind of be like why do you care so much like i if i don't like something if i don't really care for a person if i don't really like vibe with somebody i'm not going to give more energy to them or i'm not going to give more energy to the thing that i don't like because that's just at that point i'm just being a hater and i'm wasting more time 
doing that than actually focusing on me and focusing on developing myself and what I have going on and what I'm trying to do and where I'm trying to be because baby they're already set they're already eating good for life not saying that I want to be where they're at but at the same time it's just like there are some things that I'm dealing with and that I have going on that need to be handled you know like a lot of you guys know that I got into a certain school I'm not gonna say names (laughs) but I got into a certain school come to find out that it, it, it's just it's just not going the way that I thought it would go or should go and so I'm fighting to be recognized there and it's not just me fighting to be recognized for myself I'm fighting for like other people that's coming up behind me and like wanting to do the things that I do or like wanting to just be at you know a certain school so i just felt like i was fighting with everything and everybody and i was dealing with a lot internally personally externally like i was moving i was trying to pay for school i was trying to like get back to my old school because i still needed to take classes and luckily they hadn't processed my graduation and so there was just so much going on that to be asked to talk about somebody else's life and my thoughts on on this event or this outfit or this fashion thing like I frankly did not care because my life was in shambles and you don't as a content creator I struggle with the line of like standing up for myself and saying no and then coming coming across as rude because I have struggled so long with being a people pleaser and being somebody who like will bend myself in order to like make other people happy I just I I know that like when I need to stand up for myself and when I have like had enough, then I come off very bitchy and very rude. And that's never my intent. It's just that's the only way that the message gets across to people. It's just like, oh, like he's an asshole. But in reality, I'm not an asshole. It's like I've told you multiple times, like. I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to talk about this. I don't really want to do it. And like, I did it in a very like, you know, polite, cute way that just didn't really want to hurt in people's feelings. But then I finally said it the way that I wanted to say it. And then suddenly I'm the bad guy. So I was just going through a lot, right? And I think that I need to take a step back and figure out how to get back into alignment because yes to a certain degree i did want to do this also i had a blog at one point but the people that know me and i'm gonna get into that later because we have a whole thing to talk about girl but i wanted to get back into blogging too so i was just like there were so many options that was open to me like oh i could just focus on my writing because a lot of my classes time is like writing base so it was just like okay it would make sense for me to just focus on writing and getting better at writing than being in front of a camera right now and trying to like do all these things simultaneously when i cannot do that i am not that person i'm not beyonce i'm not god like i just i'm not that type of person to try and do everything everywhere all at once like that's just i can't do that so i took me some time to figure out what i want to do and like yes i do want to continue blogging but i didn't want to come back to this because it was it was really this situation this particular topic right the problem with being yourself that really sparked my interest because i had a lot to say on the subject because funny enough and i i'm gonna kind of be all over the place with this because there's a lot that i want to say and have to say and that was the also the other part of like learning how to come back to the podcasting world um 
has a lot of different I talk to a lot of different podcasters I listen to a lot of different podcasters and you know you have Joe Budden who I really enjoy like who can sit and talk for like that man has one episode that's like three and a half hours long and like they'll talk about everything under the sun and they'll get off one topic and then talk about another thing for like 30 minutes and then come back and circle back to the thing that they were originally talking about and so it it was just like oh okay so there's ways that I can like do this without like their structure but there also has to be room for just like kind of flowing too so like that was also the other part that scared me because like I'm such a structured person like a linear person that is just like I, I don't know I prefer structure and so doing this and kind of just going with the flow letting it happen it was going to be it's out of my comfort zone but the reason why like I really wanted to come back today and like talk about you know the topic the problem with being yourself and the problem like that I face with becoming the person that I am envisioning becoming right is that this past weekend, because it's fashion week in Gotham, girl, or New York, it's fa- I need to stop saying Gotham because people are going to start taking me seriously. But it's fashion week in New York. And so I had a friend who invited me out to um, their DJ set. They were performing at a club. And shout out to Isaac Likes. I love him. He is amazing. The sweetest Australian man. And literally, like, yeah, my probably one of the coolest industry dudes out there but I was invited to his party and I'm not like a going out person like I've been to a couple of his I've been to one other of his events and I don't really like drinking I don't really like I stay to myself not stay to myself I know how to have a good time but like I the club scene isn't for me basically is what I'm trying to say and so like for me this time around because it was fashion week because I like and, and like I had my cousin there and like I, I just wanted to have a good time and I the semester had literally just started so it was like the first week of the semester and I was like okay like I did all my assignments I'm planning on going full out tonight and so we get to club I'm having a great time like my perspective is is just like whenever I'm again it's perspective but like To some people, I come off very abrasive and aggressive. To me, because I have been such a, like, quiet and, I guess, silenced person, I have tended to, like, I tend to revert to, like, this rude manner, I guess. I don't know how to describe it, but, like, to what comes off to another person as, like, rude and aggressive, I'm just, like, sticking up for myself. And so the entire night, like, I'm standing up for my, I'm trying to stand up for myself because, like, I feel like I'm being ignored by the bouncer. I feel like I'm being ignored by, like, the person who is overseeing the guest list. And, like, I I just, I'm trying to be like, hey, you know, I'm I'm trying to get your attention. I'm trying to talk to you. You can just say, you know, wait a minute, like I'm going to get to you. But like, I just felt like she was intentionally ignoring me. And so it got to a point where I was just like, hello, you know, like, what's up? I'm here, you know, that type of energy. And so, but I was still having a great time. Like I felt magical. Like that's the only way that I can describe that night was like, I felt, I felt like myself. I was truly just having a grand old time. It was a magical night. I felt like a literal unicorn, bro. And so I, the next day, or like two days later, I meet up with my cousin and we're talking about the night. It, let me, wait, let me keep going about the night because I don't think y'all understand it is how much fun I had, okay? Wait, because now it's coming back to me. Like, I had such a great night because also shout, shout out to um, DJ Silent Addy. 
him and Isaac had between the both of them their sets were stellar and I was just having a grand old time there is nothing better than a DJ who knows what they're doing who knows their music who knows how to get a crowd moving and jumping and I'm just the biggest hype man in the world and I'm just like you know I'm just free spirit just dance I feel like Kris Jenner y'all know that video of Kris Jenner and she is in the um it's like Kanye West's Sunday service and she's holding the the flag or whatever she was holding and spinning in a circle that's how I felt that is how I felt that night like just free and loose and so it gets to the point like the night starts winding down my cousin leaves and then I leave not that long after that because I'm just like well you know I kind of don't want to be here anymore so I leave, I try and get into a taxi. That was my first mistake, okay? I get into a taxi. The taxi driver's talking about, oh, it's 50-some dollars. I was like, yeah, no, you definitely got that one. And then I sat there, and then I remember because I sat there for another, like, 10 minutes, right, trying to argue, not argue, but I was debating him about, like, can he lower the price? And he was just like, I'm not lowering the price. Like, you paying the 50-some dollars, you're getting out. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just take the train because that's, you know, that's the whole point of the public transportation system. So I go, and if you live in New York, I have to, I live in Harlem, okay? So the where the venue was at was like more so the Lower East Side, slash, like more Soho slash Lower East Side, right? Well, I guess Soho is Lower East Side. I don't know. But anyway, so I'm coming from that area, though, right? And I'm going all the way up to Harlem. So I have to take, I could take multiple trains, but I took the N to, or I was supposed to take the N to the 1. And so I'm on the N. I've got this handled, okay? But I don't know. For some reason, my brain must have relapsed. I don't know. But I took the N all the way up to Queens and didn't even realize it because I was supposed to get off on the Times Square on 42nd Street and I didn't get off on there and I missed I missed the stop and that's the thing I literally looked out and I saw that I was going past Times Square and I was like oh okay and then I just I continued to say I didn't get off on the next stop I didn't do I went all the way up to Queens and I had to call an Uber. It was like, by that point, it was like three o'clock in the morning. So I had to call an Uber. Uber, let me tell you something, okay? Y'all need to get it together because there is no reason why I should have money in my account and not be able to call myself an Uber because why was my card declining? Like, it just made no sense that I have money in my account, but my card was declining. And I think because I made, I don't know, I think I made a new Uber account, something like that. And I got a little coupon for like basically a huge ass discount for Uber Eats. Uber is very weird when it comes to those promos because all of a sudden your account don't work. The card doesn't work. Like everything is just a problem all of a sudden. Like you just can't do anything ever. That whole app just malfunctions. And so I'm, I'm trying to call an Uber. I'm trying to call an Uber it's not coming it's just not and i'm you know what's crazy is this is how i know michael jackson was an archangel because i was listening to michael michael jackson was looking out for me that night because i was listening to michael jackson and i was talking to michael and i was just like michael can you believe this shit like i was literally i thought that i was on the phone with michael but i had, i was playing the thriller album and i was just talking to michael just thought that i was talking to michael i was just like can you believe this because this is some foolishness right now like why can i not call my uber it makes no sense and so I finally call Lyft and 
let me tell you something about Lyft, okay? Because they have that stuff together. Now, granted, I got into the car, didn't ask if he was here, who he was here for, like if it was for me or whatever. I just got into the car. That was my first mistake. They, that my angel was looking out for me, okay? My guardian angel was really looking out for me this night. But again to the uber and at this point i am starving i'm like craving taco bell i'm just so excited because like where i live right above like there's a taco bell near my near where i live like literally walking distance and so i was like oh i'm gonna get taco bell like i'm gonna fuck this shit up like i know i'm so hungry like i'm excited and so by the time i finally get home i'm like wait it's four o'clock and taco bell closes literally at four I was about to cry because I was just like, I could have gotten here an hour earlier and been in my bed eating a crunch wrap supreme, bro. Like, I don't think anybody ever fully understands. I just tried that for the first time. That is, Taco Bell, you did your big one. But I could have been in my bed eating a crunch wrap supreme. But so at this point, I'm just like, you know what? Just get me to my room because I'm, I'm just tired. And so I get upstairs. I am wake up. It's the next day. I don't even know. Like, i I basically closed my eyes and then woke up completely butt ass naked in the middle of my bed. Like, how the heck did my clothes come off? And so now I'm trying to scramble around, figure out, piece it together what happened, trying to find my glasses, trying to find my phone. My clothes is all over the bed. I just had stuff all over the floor. Like, it was it was a show. It was a literal show. And so I'm just like, oh, I definitely had a time last night. Now getting to the point though i go and see my cousin and we're talking just about the night and i was just like yeah like i had so much fun i felt like a unicorn i felt magical like it was just so beautiful and she was like jamarius i'm so glad you had fun but i just want you to know that you were annoying as hell (laughs) just annoying but she was just like, Jamarius, you don't realize just how long you are. Because, like, I am very tall and very lanky. And so I don't have rhythm. I can follow choreography, but I don't have rhythm. I can't freestyle. And so <laughs> what's that vine, that one vine? I'm your freestyle dance teacher. That. I'm, I, don't, I can't freestyle. That's not my gift. And so when I dance, I'm, like, fully letting loose. I have wings and I have to let them fly. And so she was just like, Jamiris, you kept bumping into people like you was making people uncomfortable. Like she was basically saying you have no spatial awareness. And I was just like, I was processing what she was saying. And I was just like, well, that's not how I remember the night because like I was just being myself. I had fun, like, you know, and then the people and that's what the thing was. That's why I also don't like going to the club. Right. Is that the people that were around me, they were just it, it seemed like they were posing. Like everybody was taking pictures and I'm not, I'm not trying to like bash, you know, you doing a photo op. I'm not trying to say you can't take pictures in the club like that's, But like, I just feel like we all came here to dance and get away, like have a good time, like just let loose, cut back. And why are you trying to pose for social media right now? Like what's going on? Like I get it. You have a brand to ahead and I, like that again, I never knocked that. That is cool. But if that is like the sole purpose of you being there is to be seen and to be like heard and to be noticed then that to me you should have stayed your ass home you should have stayed your ass outside because when i'm dancing you need to match my energy i'm going to have the whole club up and so she was just like you were bumping into people you were on the ground not on the ground literally but i was doing my mega knees i was throwing it back like just doing all types of tricks 
And I was just like, well, yeah, I was being myself. Like, I just, I was fully embracing myself. And she was like, you know, I love that. And girl, if you hear this to my cousin, I don't know if I want to say your name yet. But if you hear this, don't think this is Shay. I'm just telling a story. But she was just like, I love that about you. But you have no spatial awareness. And like, it was it was a lot for people. Like, it was a lot. And I was just like... It really upset me, but I was just like, okay, I can understand where you're coming from. But now that I'm looking back on it, right, because my whole life story has been to try to take up the least amount of space as possible, to not really make my presence known, which is contradictory to the industry that I wanted to go into because it's like the whole point is taking up space, making your presence known, standing out. And for me, standing out always came at a detriment because not only was like am i like a black man but i'm also like a a queer bisexual black man whatever you want to label me like please don't label me if you see me on the streets like because i like who i like and i don't want to be judged for it but i just feel like i have spent my entire life like staying contained and staying in a box that it was like, what was the point? Like, I, I just feel like if I'm coming out to have a good time and to let loose and to cut back, like, why should I have to contain myself to make somebody else comfortable? Like, may, do I belong in that space then? And so I really just started sitting here and like, I left my cousin and like, we kind of got into a tit for tat because I was just like, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, because then it became a discussion because I was just like, well, when you look at like celebrities like Beyonce or Kim Kardashian or whoever, and they throw their little parties, their little soirees, their little get togethers, you don't think they're, they're dancing like me, cutting back, letting loose. She's like, well, I'm sure they are, but they're in the space for them. And I'm just like, well, I mean, that's probably why y'all not invited into those spaces, right? Because Y'all are probably too busy trying to sit there and be the cool girl, cool guy and look cool for the gram. But in reality, they're trying to have fun. Like this is a one time like they can get away from the cameras, away from the eyes, away from the people and cut back and let loose and be them their full selves. And they can't do that with a bunch of posers. And so like, I just feel like for me, I think that's why we never see what goes on inside of Beyonce and Jay-Z party, even though everybody says like, oh my gosh, it's like the grandest thing in the world. It's so much fun. Da, 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 da. But I imagine it's like that type of energy where people are just being themselves, cutting back, letting loose, like dancing, like dancing. Whether you have rhythm or don't, you are on the dance floor busting down. And so we were kind of like going back and forth about this and like, really trying to you know duke it out and eventually it just became a standstill because i was just like well i understand your perspective right i understand where you're coming from i understand what you're trying to say but at the same time for me i just don't feel that way i don't feel like it's ever that serious like it's ever that deep and i just think that if you are there to have a good time I don't know. I don't know. If you didn't come to party, then take your broke ass home. Like, if you didn't come to party, then take your broke ass home. Like, I just, I don't know what to say. And then also, she wasn't drinking. She was sober. Like, that's the thing. And I'm not trying to knock anybody that's sober. I'm not trying to knock anybody that don't drink. But let's believe that. But even when I'm sober, like, I'm, that's me. Like, I am me whenever you meet me. Like, that's the thing. It's just, the liquor just kind of dramatizes it a bit more. But I'm still me. Like, it's just a heightened version of me and so 
we were talking about that and I was trying to explain that to her and I was just like, you know, if if you were there that night, you know, I, I don't know if I want to say the club. If you were at Jeans Friday night, I think it was like the 10th, February 10th, whatever, and you saw a dude in a black beanie and a pink sweater vest going crazy, that was me. I'm so sorry, but I was having the time of my life, okay? I was I was an alien superstar, but I was a unicorn and I was just feeling that. And I think that having that conversation with my cousin, it reverted me back to my childhood and like growing up in my development years, my teenage years, and really trying to figure out who I was, what I wanted to be, you know, the constant comparisons to like me and my cousin, because it's the same cousin like that I was constantly compared to. And she even eventually like we kind of went further in our conversation she was like i feel like you always try and copy me yada 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 and i was just like i think that that is kind of a reach i think that certain things i may get but for the most part i do my own thing like i launched a blog on my own way before anybody had a like i don't think you had a blog like i don't think and this is just things that i was saying or things that i was just like trying to express it was like in certain aspects yes like i can see how i copied you but and other things like, no, I'm my own person and I'm discovering who I am. And you kind of laid out the roadmap, but like at the same time, like we're in our 20s and you, you moved to New York before me. Like I, I grew up a sheltered kid and I think this podcast like, right, is a little getting to know me, a little bit of pop culture, a little bit, a little, little we're mixing a little bit of everything in there because I am going to have some things from culture that I do want to bring in and talk about that like pertains to this, right? But I grew up an extremely sheltered kid. Like I was extremely sheltered and well, like not saying I wasn't exposed to because I did, I really did go through some things. But in terms of like world view, I was extremely sheltered to a certain degree where there were certain things that I was realizing about myself as a kid that I realized due to my external and outside circumstances was not okay. And so, you know, I... as me and my cousin are talking and we're kind of like going through this whole like you copy me you didn't it kind of like pushed me back to like oh my gosh am I not being myself am I is this not me the person that I am right now and then it took me back to a place of just like deep insecurity because I was just like well I feel like I am being myself and now that I am being myself it's a problem and she kept trying to express to me like it's not a problem you're not it's not a problem it's not a problem like I love that you're you but it's a lot to take in and I was just like oh so like liability I'm a liability you know the song by Lord I'm like that well at the end of the day I'm still going to be me and if you have a problem as long as I am not hurting anybody as long as I'm not disrespectful to anybody as long as I didn't put my hands in me like I feel like I should be allowed to be me and that's that's often the problem that comes with queer black and brown folks is that when we finally embrace fully embrace ourselves and fully respect ourselves and fully love ourselves it is a lot for some people it is a lot for people to take in you know it's so ironic that i started this black history month because i feel like and i was going to make a tiktok video about this but because i feel like the black and brown queer ballroom trans scene is often ignored in history i really wanted to watch this show and kind of bring that history to the mainstream because i'm just like no this is part of black history whether y'all like it or not i that's beyond me it's crazy it's 2024 but this is a part of our history this is a part of our culture and we can no longer deny our history and culture and so 
And it's so funny that I'm on season one of Pose and these exact similar themes are popping out where somebody who is transsexual is fully embracing themselves, fully being their authentic selves and they're being judged for or they're being ridiculed, not only by the outside straight world, right, but within their own community as well because they're too gay or they're too queer or they're trans or they're they're still male or feminine presenting or you know all of the above plus they're black or brown like there's so many avenues and lanes into it that it it just it it punched me in my stomach and took me back to a place of just like there really is no space for queer folks to exist and be in and it's like even when we're in those spaces just like i was friday night we have to be overly conscious about the space that we're taking up because we have to be palatable we have to make sure that we're not doing too much we're not extra it's not a lot you know everybody can have a good time but it's just like i'm sorry but there i'm sorry if you're not a unicorn i'm sorry if you're not a unicorn i'm sorry if you're just not magical and you don't got it because there are certain people and i'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal i'm not trying to say like oh i'm all that and bag of chips no like i'm just saying like there are certain people who will walk into a room and everything just kind of lifts up and that they like they just light up the room and they're the center of it. it whether they want to be or not whether it's intentional or not they're just themselves and people some people may think it's it's a lot some people may gravitate towards it and just love it but at the end of the day they're being themselves and it's making somebody uncomfortable and it's kind of just like a damned if you do damned if you don't you know and so kind of going back to pose it's just like you have these characters or these people who are presenting themselves and being themselves fully and they're not causing harm to anybody yet they're being thrown out in the streets in the middle of from from gay clubs they're being booed within the own like ballroom community or ballroom scene they're being made fun of for not tucking properly or not doing this properly like there are so many avenues that eventually you become so self-conscious and become so self-aware that it's just like you don't want to do anything it's essentially like living in a box you're living in a box and you're living whereas like the people who are posing are living on instagram you're kind of living in a box making sure that you're not disrupting the social sphere you know and you're not dominating the conversation you're not saying anything but i think like to a degree you know i did agree with my cousin i was like to a certain degree, I do agree with you in that there's a time and a place for everything. But I think that because it was Friday night and I had just got paid, I let my hair down. I finished all my assignments. I'm going to town. But I think at the same time, it took me back to a place um, a couple of years ago. Because for those who don't know or are new to me, you know, new to my world. Hi, I'm Jamarius. And I initially got my content creation start slash journey on um christian tiktok i was a christian content creator initially and that's how i kind of blew up from there i rebranded and pivoted so many times because i just no longer identified with that world anymore and that side of me but i started off as that and my dream at that time right was to work at a church because my senior year of high school quick backstory is that i was like severely depressed i had a terrible terrible high school experience like i absolutely hated it 
and it was just a lot going on i did i moved to a new city i didn't have any friends i had like two really close friends and i got them at the end of my senior year so it was just kind of like wow but i didn't have the best high school experience and so by the time senior year came around i was getting rejected from all my top schools i was severely depressed like i just did not want to be on planet earth anymore i was ready to completely check out and it got so bad i think to the point where like i would just like stay in my room all day like i would come home from school and just stay in my room like it was it was bad but i remember i was invited to a church or we were going to a church something like that and it just changed my life like it gave me a newfound sense of purpose like it revitalized something in me that like I couldn't explain or couldn't express and not in like a oh I want to dedicate my life to Jesus not in that type of way well no no not in that type of way but in a way that's just like oh whatever this is I want to do this and so for me being a 17 18 year old and impressionable high schooler or coming out of high school I thought like oh the only way that I can do this is if I go and work at a church and so for like I think I want to say dang near seven years like I was like pounding the ground like going like working trying to like apply to internships at church like doing everything that I could to go work at a church and I like up and moved like it it was so crazy there was this one church um the church that I initially went to that I said had like the big impact on me I moved to a different state to like work at the church's main headquarters i guess i don't know how to describe that like it sounds like a corporation but to i moved into a different state to go work at like their main location and i only had like 300 dollars in my account i didn't really have any real connections there but i just upped and moved i was like i this is what i want to do and i feel like i'm going to go see it through so i went and i did it and i it was like i think it was pre-lockdown so it was like early 2020 i want to say maybe march february march and so that's when i started posting on tiktok a lot more and i started growing like a huge following and the social media team from that church eventually saw my page they saw what i was doing and they reached out to me and they were like hey we would love for you to come on we would love for you to be a part of our team we would love for you to join us and you know you would have full control of our tiktok page post everything for us and i was like i just felt like that was the biggest honor in the world for me to receive because i was just like oh my gosh yes i'm finally like making my dream happen like it's finally happening but the problem was is that during that time period i was still i was still having my fun you know like nobody was going to knock me down because you you can't be knocked down when you're that girl like i just i i I hate to say it but i was still having my fun i was still going around doing what i was doing and it wasn't to a detriment of anybody it was just more so like i had relationships with men like with men with the same sex like it wasn't out of well was it out of wedlock i don't know i don't think i would have been accepted either way but like it was genuine relationships with men and so i um so long story short they didn't know about it during the like me posting about it during social media like i was posting about it talking about it i would go up to the church i would help them film and pitch content like i was a damn like i was damn near an employee but i was doing all of this for free 
keep that in mind, doing it for free, <laughs> only had $300 in my account. I was working at Home Depot during this time, during lockdown. And so I was, um, I was doing all this stuff for them. And what was crazy is, is that around that time, like this was 2020. So if you were black in 2020, I am so sorry. We deserve some type of reparation for that year alone, because that is the same year that those back-to-back killings, those really just intense killings of Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor, Breonna Taylor, excuse me, kind of like came back to back to back. And it was just kind of all, it was all happening at once. And then we had like, we had a damn near race war break out into this country in the summer of 2020. And so to give perspective, because I don't know what the for lack of a better word, I don't want to say the secular world, but I'm just going to say the real world. I don't know what the real world was like during that time, but within the Christian world, it was a trend to kind of talk about black issues, but then it would die off. And me, I am proud to be black. I am unapologetically black, which it makes people uncomfortable, I realize, when I am both myself and I am like, black like i am fully a black man being a a black man and so that is a lot for some people to handle that's like most people don't know how to handle that because they've never seen it before and so i will step into a space and just and completely niggerfy it if i'm being honest this is an explicit podcast now but i will niggerfy your your space if you invite me into it because it's just i can't help but to be anything but black and so um where was I going with that, bitch? Anyway, yeah, so I I didn't treat it as a trend, though. I didn't treat, like, what was happening in our world during that time period as a trend. I wanted to make a statement. I made a clear, and you can ask anybody that knew me during that time. I'm pretty sure that there are still some popular Christian content creators who know about me and will tell you, like, yeah, he made sure that you knew that these Black issues were serious. And... I was very adamant on expressing my point of view, expressing what needed to be said. Regardless if you were a factual person, regardless if you pulled up every statistic in the world, I said what I said. There are black people being gunned down by police in this city. And the fact that you can sit here and try and pull out a statistic on me is crazy. But I said I, I made it I made it a point where it could not be a trend. And so some people rocked with it, some people don't. But at the end of the day, I can say that I was myself and that made people uncomfortable. But people let it go because there were some real issues happening in the world that warranted that behavior, you know? And so then it got to a point where it was just like, okay, how can I utilize my platform more to like to like talk about these issues as well as talk about other issues that I was being messaged about by because I had a lot of young followers I had a lot of young people looking up to me and you know messaging me about some serious issues like some young because the black community is still a like a heavily dominant Christian community and so when black kids see someone that looks like them doing things that they want to do they're going to latch I had a lot of black kids latch on to me and it was I'm if you still follow me to this day then thank you like I thank you but there was a lot of black kids who had a lot of questions for me and I didn't know how to answer them. And so I created a blog on a place where I can just like write and express my thoughts, just what I think about it. 
and you know i would answer questions on there i would talk about my own you know experiences and it got to the point though where the only thing that people really kept asking me about and it happens across every single religion no matter what industry no matter what field no matter what space no matter where it will all it was always what are your thoughts on homosexuality oh excuse me what are your thoughts on homosexuality and so i was just like oh well i kept putting the thing off because for one right i was like okay this is a part of my life that like i i can't hide because i don't like hiding from people like i don't really like living a secret life like that's just not me at my core and so i was like okay so how do i talk about this now while being objective but also being fair like you know being objective but also being personable is what i mean like i want to be fair to myself and so i i sat down and i made a post and i said like um i think the title was something along the lines of like um um homosexuality in the church and if i have the blog still i'll bring it back if that's what y'all want but I, I, I think I titled it that. It was like um, the relationship between um, the queer community and the church. And in it, I listed out all the problems that like the history of, of the gay community. I listed out like the, the problems that the church has caused the gay community. And then I ended it by just simply saying, you know, this is my story. And I shared my story and I and I was extremely vulnerable. And I talked about how there was how there was themes of um, molestation in my own in my own personal lives. But that didn't affect like how I viewed sexuality, because I'm going to be real, baby. Young me used to get loose. OK, I was taking boys into the bathroom in like first grade and kissing them on the cheek. Like I I'm telling you, I was always that that girl. Like I was always that girl. But I I late all the stereotypes or all the, the the negative connotations that came with being you know queer and they do it in the tv show pose and i thank my ryan murphy for putting that type of stuff in there where like you know blanca's brother called her a child molester and like all this thing like i wanted it to make it abundantly clear that those things were just incidences in my life like they didn't affect how i came out they didn't affect who i am as a person they just happened however this is what I was attracted to. Like, I'm attracted to both guys and girls. Like, that's just what I like. And so then they, um, if you can hear door slamming, again, I just, it's, it's just, yeah, girl, the ambiance. But I told, I laid it out plainly, straight up. This is what it is. And it resonated with so many people. Some people didn't like, you know, some people felt how they felt. And I was just like, how are you going to judge me for my story? That's going to, that'd be the crazy thing about Christians, right? Is that how are you going to judge me for my story? Like, you going to tell me that my story is not real, that it doesn't matter. Okay, whatever. But I laid it all out and I, I did not put any bias in it. It was no hate. And I wish I still, I don't know if I have it up on my old blog, but if, if I need to rewrite it, I definitely will because I'm pretty sure <laughs> I could say some things, but I, the people at the church saw it. Right. And they were following my Instagram. I would post the blog on my Instagram talk about it. And they, they saw it one day and they were like, Hey, you know, they called me and they were just like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, you're an incredible writer, X, Y, and Z, you know, what's going on in your life right now? 
And I was just like, oh, you know, nothing. Like, I was just talking about it. You know, this is something um, that a lot of people ask me on social media. And I just thought I would share my thoughts. Like, you know. And because I was associated with the church's brand, that means that I guess whatever views that I had, they needed to let it be known that they did not condone those types of views. And so what ended up happening, long story short, was that they removed me from their social media team. Um, But they did it in a way that was kind of just like, they made it seem like it was my idea and they made it seem like, you know, we just need to do this just to give you time to process and deal with what you have going on. And I was just like, okay, yeah, no problem. I didn't know what they were talking about, but I was like, okay, yeah, do you. Like, I can go and do my own thing, post on my own social media platforms. Great. But again, because I didn't have that, I guess, cognitive dissonance, right, that they were essentially firing me and letting me go, even though I was never working for them fully. I was kind of just like, okay, you know, I'll come back when I'm ready, I guess. Like, you know, I I don't know. I still wanted to work there. And so eventually I am like, I wanted to be a youth leader. And that was when the full thing came out because I wanted to go through the process of becoming a youth leader. And I reached out to one of the youth pastors and I just said, hey, you know, I I would like to do this. This is the next step that I want to take. Like, I just think that I have, like, I just would love to be a part of, like, Gen Z slash Gen, even though I'm Gen Z, but, like, I would love to be a part of, like, the younger Gen Z slash Gen Alpha's, like, lives, upcoming lives, high school, middle school careers. And, you know, she was so loving. She was like, oh, my gosh, yes, I think this is great. I'm happy to, like, connect with you further. Let me call you back. She calls me back. I think she texted me. One or the other. But she says, hey, so apparently in your blog, you know, you said that you were coming out. And unfortunately, we're not in a place yet to, like, start accepting queer people on our, as youth leaders. And I had to do, like, a double pause because I was just like, okay, wait, now, now, where did, now, where did you hear me say that? Because I did, I, I know that for a fact, those words never came out of my mouth. I never wrote those words down. I know that for a fact because I was not in a place to tell anybody anything about my personal life. I knew at some point I was going to have to say something, but I didn't want anybody to know what was going on. Like, but again, it was just kind of like, why would y'all assume something based off of just how I responded to a question? Like, I was answering a question. And if that's your only takeaway from that thing, then that's a problem right there. But I told her that and she was like, wait, so are you, are you queer? Are you gay? Like what's going on? And I was just like, well, I mean, even if I was, it was none of your business. And so she's like, okay, well, let me, let me call you back once more. And so that's all of a sudden I get like a hundred text messages from a different bunch of people talking about like high in the church too. Like it was crazy high up in the church saying like oh my gosh like we're so sorry this is happening to you like we don't know what happened yada 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 x y and z and then came the excommunication because i was just like oh you know i i I don't know what was happening like i was really scared i think i was like 19 years old at this time and just like it was like a devastating blow after blow after blow after blow after blow like i was in a season of You know how T.D. Jake said, you like, have you ever been swallowed? Swallowed? Yeah, I, I was being swallowed. Okay, like swallowed. And it was just crazy because my car was breaking down. Like I had to move in um, with thankfully my my family from that state. Like they they're, they're a 
just wonderful white family who took me in and like let me stay with them for the summer because they knew the work that I was doing with the church and they normally help out because the church has an internship they normally help out you know house interns all that stuff so they were just like you know come stay with us for the summer like we got you we'll feed you everything so shout out to them for real because they helped a brother out but I my car was breaking down like everything in my life was just falling apart and I did not know like this was just this was just the mother load of all blows for me and I just kind of snapped because for 19 year old me it was like my world had just ended like everything had just ended because this was like a three-year ordeal I want to say because I initially at first right they had a location in another state that I was staying in, like my home state. And I would drive five hours every weekend to serve at the church um, just because I really wanted to be a part of it. And then it escalated to like me moving to a different city, not a different state yet, but a different city to like help launch another location for their church. And then it eventually led to me moving to a different state to like go work at their head church. So it just kind of kept escalating and escalating, and escalating. And I kept investing more and more and more and more before I realized like I had lost everything I had practically destroyed all types of relationship that I had with my family because honestly my family thought that I was in a cult and very much so I I was I really was but I they thought that I was in a cult I really ruined a lot of relationships in my family because of it like there was so much that was going on and that I had sacrificed to get where I wanted that it was just kind of like because of me being gay or me being queer or me being bisexual you won't let me be a youth leader but you will let actual pedophiles come into your church but you won't let me be a youth leader. i'm gonna clock the t i have to clock the t because real real recognizes real and that is not real that is not real because you will have pastors you have churches cover up pedophilia scandals assault scandals because they're not mandatory reporters you got to check it. They're not mandatory reporters, so they can cover up anything that they want, really. You got people covering that up, but you won't let somebody that's queer lead your children? What? Do you see how ignorant that is? Do you see how, like, foolish? Do you, do, am I, maybe I'm cre- And maybe I'm the crazy one. But, again, it was like this repeated trend of any time that I was becoming or being myself it was a problem for other people it really was and and that's what I'm realizing that it's just like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't because what came next was me going back home for I think like a couple months just being severely depressed trying to rebuild myself because I had lost everything I lost my car I lost like I lost everything and so I had to like rebuild myself from scratch kind of and like kind of uplift myself and really kind of gain some type of semblance of confidence because when somebody basically tells you that they find a part of your life not disgusting but something that needs to be treated as like like a dis it it does something it it just does something to you like it just makes you it makes you feel like am i the problem and it wasn't the first time that it happened and i should have cried discrimination but i but again it's a church i don't have to be there that's the point like i don't have to be there so i'm never going to cry oh that's discrimination because it's like oh it's a church what did i expect but 
at the same time, it's like, again, that pedophilia thing. It's like y'all will have literal assaulters up in your church. But somebody that genuinely wants to be around kids and not just just help out, help out your congregation, like you find that a problem? You got a problem with that? And so I came back home and I, I rebuilt myself and I had to like allow myself to fully grieve that time because it was it just felt like another form of rejection like it felt like the ultimate sense of rejection because for like five I want to say it was five years that I was chasing this thing for five years I had built this 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 I guess altar and was like constantly building on it and then in a single second it was like gone and I didn't know how to pick up my life like I I did not have a sense of self I had no confidence and then to go back home and kind of stay suppressed in a way because just family you know that coming from a religious background you don't want to be too you know yourself but i'm at the age now like i'm 25 i'm like i don't give a damn like if you don't like me you don't like me but again that's the problem of being yourself is that you start realizing that the people that were close to you in life like they start drifting them drifting away and it's not due to sexuality like it's not just about sexuality it may just be a difference of opinion it may be a difference in in political beliefs it may be a difference in spiritual beliefs like there's a difference in so many things that contributes to why people drift apart and i don't think that we've been taught how to fully embrace ourselves and also be comfortable with letting relationships go that no longer serve us especially as young black brown people coming up in the world who are so reliant on our families like we're so tight-knit with our families we're taught to put so much emphasis on our families that when we like like angel or like blanca or like poppy who like embrace themselves and like come out into the world they're kicked out onto the streets and left to die in the street like sleep on parking benches all this stuff in the winter in the new york winter how insane is that your spiritual beliefs are that strong to where you will let your child die in the cold that that to me is the ultimate form of insanity and cps really needs to be called on some of y'all but i i regress like that's 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 something that just is not taught how to deal with in in the black and brown community and so it was it was it was only when i moved to new york that i finally felt comfortable becoming myself and to a certain degree because it was again like that whole okay now that i'm in new york and i'm trying to be in certain spaces and people know about me it's like okay can I be myself? Can I fully be myself? And so it became a game of kind of just like, due to all this rejection, I had to, I, I really became this palatable person that I did not really want to be and thought I needed to become a caricature or, or a person that somebody wanted me to be in order to get accepted into certain rooms. And it cost me a lot of good friendships and a lot of great spaces that I could have thrived in if I would have just been honest. But that's what happens when you're rejected by people and i'm not trying to like i'm not trying to be anybody's victim because i'm not anybody's victim but instead this is like a story of just like the problem that comes with being yourself you know that it's both a blessing and a curse and if you don't know how to distinguish both it can end up 
leaving you just simply insecure in my opinion because on one hand you're able to just elevate and find the people that are naturally supposed to be in your life gravitate towards your energy supposed to just come into your life and blossom right alongside with you but on the flip side you lose relationships that like you have known since childhood and it's crazy that i I, I didn't know how to distinguish between the two. And so I just lived in this gray area of ambiguity and kind of just flying under the radar, kind of being myself, but not really being myself, not really letting people in. And it only became a detriment to me because my mental health tanked once more. I wasn't honest about my feelings. I stopped. I became, a, I became the biggest people pleaser and externally i became a people pleaser but internally i was dying and i don't think that it communicated well because my manager at even one point would say like are you okay like it seems like you're going through something you know they would ask me questions and i just would not let them in because i was just like you know i don't know if you're gonna reject me i don't know if you're gonna like you know hear me out hear my story hear what i have to say and it cost me a lot of good relationships and that's 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 the curse that's the unintended curse, right? Is that if you don't if you don't recognize it as a blessing of becoming your authentic self, if you don't recognize it as like blossoming and thriving and not not have that cognitive dissonance that they were talking about in Barbie, right? Where that scene in Barbie's um or weird Barbie's dream house when Gloria was talking about being a woman in in America or in the world and like what it's like living under the patriarchy. And that giving that cognitive dissonance, cognitive dissonance basically is just like, if you don't know, if you're unfamiliar with the term, it's the processing of new information that conflicts with old information. And this was something that I dealt with in terms of like religious slash spiritual beliefs, because again, even though like I, since childhood, I had my vices, like I was still terrified of this man in the sky that was just going to come down and throttle me if I kissed a boy. And I was just like, that is crazy to me to ever say that to a child, like you're going to go to hell. We had simulations in my youth group of us going to hell and it traumatized and scarred me for life. And so like, those those were the aspects of just like me keeping certain parts of myself hidden while also letting the parts that I saw other people respond well to, I would let that, I would let that fully open. It was people pleasing. I was code switching before I even knew what code switching was. And that's the part of of being black and brown that people don't talk like kids have to go through that black and brown. We understand that as kids, we understand that. And it upsets us so much. And that's why we get so upset. Right. And I'm trying to say all black people, all around people, because we're not a monolith. But that's why a lot of online and like social discourse happens because when a white celebrity does something or when a white person does something it's always so easy to forgive a white for the media or for the public to forgive that white person than it is for them to forgive a black and brown person but it's just like we were taught from the ages of like 10 and younger how to properly switch or code switch in certain environments in certain rooms and it's honestly it's crazy to me it's crazy to me that it's just so hard for for white people to grasp that concept i don't know why i said all of that or why i went down that rabbit hole but i think that my point will always go back to that being yourself comes at a cost it comes at 
the detriment of some relationships. It comes at people side eyeing you or staring, staring at you weird. It comes, it comes with you taking up space and you making other people uncomfortable because you can't, you can't fit into every, you can't be palatable for everybody. If you like want to make serious societal changes in the world, if you want to make serious moves in the world, if you want to like be taken seriously, period, in the world, you're going to have to take up space and you're going to have to learn how to be vocal and advocate and stand up for yourself. This is like a lifelong journey that I am currently writing and learning for myself. It's just something that I'm learning as I go and I have to keep relearning because for some reason I just end up in the same situation. Maybe I'm not learning, but I hope that with this past situation, I can fully embrace myself and know that, okay, maybe I can't go out with certain groups of people or maybe I can't go out with certain people anymore. Like maybe that's just a thing that I have to do by myself. Maybe I can only go to places where there is room to dance, room for everybody to dance, room for everybody to move freely and dance how they want to dance, be free, be themselves, let loose, cut back, have fun. And at the same time, not be judged and not feel like they are taking up space, feeling like they they can just authentically be themselves with no worries, no no judgment. I think that's what what I'm currently learning about being yourself. And I even this morning while putting this together, I Googled, you know, what it means to be yourself. And there was just a bunch of different articles, a bunch of different things that that popped up. But the constant theme was like comparison it's that comparison that really it's the thief it's the thief of joy and i'm not going to let anybody i'm not going to let anybody compare me to to what they want or compare me to another person or compare me to anybody or say that i should be this way or try to put me into a box because i'm not going into a box i will never go into a box again i realized what living in a box looked like and i was the worst version of myself when that was the case like i was the absolute worst version of myself and i think that's why a lot of people are just not happy and walking around miserable walking around sad because they don't know how to be themselves and i think that's why uh album i keep talking i just love it i love talking to y'all but i'm having such a great time i'm being honest and being open and vulnerable and like I want I feel like this conversation is needed and this conversation is meant to have but I think that's the point of an an album like you know like Beyonce's Renaissance where on such a wide level people were able to recognize and hear house music hear see ballroom culture see voguing see you know granted you know you had Madonna in the 80s you had a bunch of artists do it before but like a new generation could see it and see the type of beauty that comes from that see the type of love the see type of the see the type of creative energy see the type of freedom that certain people have and just being their authentic selves because look where it gets you you can perform right alongside beyonce if you wanted to if you're yourself if you are yourself and you're not trying to be somebody you're not become palatable become whitewashed become acceptable to the white people you could be up alongside beyonce dancing 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 your ass off voguing voguing the house down right up there with her 
because that's why an album like the gift another album i y'all know beyonce's my girl i may be critical but that was why those albums matter those albums matter because they promote black just black pride it doesn't even have to be black excellence anymore i don't even want to say black excellence just you being black you knowing you're black is enough like you waking up and just being black that's enough you should just be proud of that you got a beautiful skin your skin glows in the sun you brown babies those brown skin babies like you glow you glow in the sky in the sun you're like gold you're like diamonds you shine ever so brightly and i think that that is the importance of those albums and why they matter and you will never get that. You'll never get that if you're not yourself. If you're too busy trying to cater to other races, cater to other people, cater to other ethnicity groups. And I'm never saying don't explore other cultures, but remember your history. Remember where you came from. Not in terms of like Africa or like that, but like where you come from, your family's lineage, your family's history, knowing that type of stuff. You're able to know who you are if if you if you know your history that's why i love talking about history on my tiktok page that's why i love talking about these things because it's just there's so much beauty in it there's so much horror yes but there's so much beauty in it like how do you how are you oppressed for 400 years but you create so much beauty that now multiple races want to copy you emulate you want to be you are changing their bodies changing their faces to become like you Black people are unicorns. You're magical. You are magic. We're magical people. I keep saying you, but we're magical people. We really are. And they, they're trying to crush that magic. But you can't. You can't. You really can't. As long as there are Black Panthers in this world, you will never. You will never. So I hope that you felt encouraged by this podcast episode because I honestly just was sitting here talking. Like I, I had a script, I have, I had a script, but I let the spirit lead me where it led me and we ended up here. So I hope that you feel encouraged. I hope that you feel empowered to take up more space, to speak your mind, to advocate for yourself. Because if you don't, then who will? Nobody's going to fight for you, fight for the things you want like you only you know where you want to end up only you know where you're going and where you want to be and so use that voice baby use them limbs spread your wings and fly dance like nobody's watching dance like david dance isn't that what they say dance like david dance and don't care if anybody's watching be yourself and have fun enjoy life because it's short it's short at the end of the day, if you went to bed and you just had that simple thought, like, if this was it, am I proud of my life? You know, would you be proud? Would you be happy with the choices that you made? Would you feel like you accomplished things? Not saying you have to, like, go out and launch a business. Not saying that you have to, like, create this mega multi-million dollar brand or whatever. But simple things is like, did I finish my homework? Did I wash the dishes? Did I do laundry did i fix my bed am i like laying and did i take a shower like things like that it's just are you feeling accomplished in the sense of like am i nourishing and feeding my spirit so that i can continue on and keep fighting in this life for myself that's all and let those who don't like you who don't buy with your energy who think you're a lot who think you're extra let them fall to the wayside because when it when all said and done they're gonna wish that they did a lot too so 
<laughs> wow, this is this is only something that an extra person would say. But I love you always. I love all my black babies. I know that just not black and brown people listen to me, but I especially love because I am black first. I love my black and brown babies all the way through and through. Like I don't think y'all understand. Y'all New York kids, especially you know, I live in New York. Like I see y'all walking down the streets and it's just it just gives me so much joy. It just gives me so much joy because y'all are unapologetically yourself. Like y'all are y'all are bad sometimes. Y'all are bad as hell. Okay, and you need to get like (laughs) y'all are very fast and very grown. But unapologetically yourselves. You don't care if you're taking up space. That's why a lot of y'all come to New York because these people New Yorkers are themselves through and through. They're not rude. They're not rude they're just they're just themselves they don't have time for the foolishness they're themselves that's why i love new york in la i can't thrive in la because not people aren't themselves in la they're they're a product of what a machine wants them to be and i couldn't thrive i can't thrive in that system i can't i I thrive more in new york you thrive where you know you thrive and i thrive in new york because i'm forced to be myself i can't be anybody but me or else people will know that i'm not being me so always be yourself but recognize the curse that comes with being yourself the people that may leave you the people that may fall to the wayside the relationships that you may use the community that you may be sacrificing like sometimes you got to count the cost and decide if it's worth it and i promise to you it really is it really is you never know how far you can go when you're yourself never know but i love you and let me know if you enjoyed today's episode if this is what what you want more from me okay because i know we talked a lot about pop culture i included some stuff in there so let me know if this was good for you if you felt touched by this if you feel like this resonated with you and like just hit me up let me know what your thoughts are i just want to hear from you and like know that it encouraged somebody even if it was just one person like i don't care like as long as it reached that one person like i care that's all that mattered for me at the end of the day. So I love you and I will catch you in the next podcast episode. I don't know what I'm going to name this. Let me know what I should name it. If we should keep it the elephant room, if I should change it. I don't know what I should change it to, but right now I'm going to keep it to the elephant room, but I will catch y'all in the next episode. Bye guys. Many college students have gone to college and gotten hooked on drugs, marijuana, and alcohol. Listen, Stop trying to be somebody else. Don't try to be someone else. Be yourself and know that that's good enough. Don't try to be someone else. Don't try to be like someone else. Don't try to act like someone else. Be yourself. Be secure with yourself. Rely and trust upon your own decisions, on your own beliefs. You understand the things that I've taught you. Not to drink alcohol, not to use drugs. Don't use that cocaine or marijuana because that stuff is highly addictive. When people become weed heads, they become sluggish, lazy, stupid, and unconcerned. Sluggish, lazy, stupid, and unconcerned. That's all marijuana does to you, okay? This is mom, unless you're taking it under doctor's um, control, then it's regulated. Do not smoke marijuana. Do not consume alcohol. Do not 
get in the car with someone who is inebriated. This is mom. Call me. 503-589-1111.